Joshua T. Berglund. Um, so blessed to have you guys here today. We're going to have a great broadcast. Uh, some of you are seeing us on Facebook. It's because I'm out of Facebook prison. Uh, but this is the last broadcast that I'm going to do ever um, when it comes to any of this kind of stuff on Facebook because uh, I'm tired of having them suppress our content. So even though Gratitude Unfiltered is no longer on Facebook, uh, neither will this. So we really want all of you to come over to livemonoworldwide.org or download the E360 TV app on Amazon Fire, Roku, uh, or, uh, Apple TV, um, or listen to the podcast. But we really want you to go over there. Also, um, you're going to have some su surprises over there on the website uh, where you can still be able to interact. Uh, you can take advantage of some of the giveaways and other things that we do. Um, and again, I'm really blessed to be here. Today is going to be an exciting show, and I'm really, really happy about finding out uh, that we have, have the full crew today. I thought we were going to have uh, someone missing, but uh, I like this so much more when we have our whole group here. Uh, so you guys are in for a treat. And I have a feeling today is going to, in fact, Heavenly Father, I just ask that you give each and every one of us the spirit of courage to be able to speak boldly, honestly, and without filter about each and every subject that we cover today. Because today we're gonna bring it, because bringing it, dadgummit, like it's time, it's time. It's time to create a new ripple effect, a new a new change. Like it's tonight, it's, today is the day that we ignite the spirit inside each and every one of us, and Holy Spirit, Father God, we cannot do that without you. But let's light some people up today. Like, I'm tired of playing small. I'm tired of, of like, wussy-footing around. Boy, I got close there, God. But wussy-footing around over subjects that need to be punched in the face, tackled head-on, no more running, no more skirting around it. Let's give a spirit of courage in each and every one of us that are here today Anyone that joins in the broadcast, anyone that comments, heck, we're going to leave it up where you can join us live. Uh, we're going to do it today. We want this to be an interactive discussion. We want people to see it and feel it and, and take something from it that they can use and apply in their own life. Because this is an important conversation we're going to have today, Lord. And I ask that you anoint each and every one of us to have that conversation the way that you see each and every one of us doing it, like the way that you created us. Help us step into our power for who we are in you, Lord Jesus. So bless this broadcast and bless all the people watching, and let's rock and roll. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited to welcome the Society of Kingdom Minds live on the Live Model Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. And as I said, this is the last time we're on Facebook. Dr. Caroline. Dr. Caroline, 
is in the house. Dr. Henry is in the house. Dr. Ruth Charles is in the house. What's up, guys? How you doing? Great. Awesome. A house full of doctors. I'm fired up today. Hey, you know what? I am too. I am passionate today. I'm back Good. in Honduras with my people, and I'm on fire. I'm ready. And I know what you mean by being on fire and not literal. So that's a good thing. Dr. <laughs> what are you doing today? I am blessed and highly favored of the Lord. I've been up a long time today, have had some wonderful people that I've interacted with. And I am so glad to be alive in this day and time. Excellent. What's up with you, Dr. Caroline? How are you doing today? Oh, super blessed as uh, as everyone can seem to be today. It's just amazing. I had an amazing time this morning. We had a global summit, actually, with leaders from all over the world speak about UN, leaders from South Africa, uh, from a, a, a first lady of Antigua and Barbuda. And so we had an amazing time. And some of them, you can see them on the cover of the NGO Westboro magazine. So we had an amazing time. And after that, uh, I did some recording for the NGO Whisperer Masterclass, so it was just power packed from morning up to now, and I cannot wait to be here. In fact, I logged in one hour earlier. <laughs> you did? <laughs> yes, I did. Better be early than late. That's what my mama used to always say. Better be early than late. <laughs> That's right. That I, I showed up to an audition an hour early, and I was like, what's going on? Where are they at? And then I, oh, I put this on. What are you going to do? Um, so we want to audience, everyone watching around the world, listening on the podcast, wherever you're hearing this from, um, again, this is the last Facebook time. Um, and here's why. And I preach this and I, and this is something that when we, I think this is important that when any leader speaks, they follow their own advice. Like how many of you out there that have been great advice givers when somebody's having a relationship issue or they're going through some stuff and you can give great advice because you've been there, but you're not applying that advice to your own life. Well, as leaders, we don't get the luxury of doing that. And one of the things that I preach day in, day out is own it, own your content, own your messaging. I said it a year ago. You can go back through all the archives. I've said a year ago that technology was going to come after thought leaders. And if you didn't conform to what they wanted, they're going to cut you off. What happened? What happened? The president of the United States got banned from social media. And sure, some of you love it. And like, clown, that monkey should have shut up. <laughs> guess what? He is an idiot. He is an orange clown. But guess what? If they can censor the president of the United States, what do you think is going to happen to you? And guess what's happening? <laughs> one by one, you get picked off. Like I got a sniper rifle shooting you. You say something I don't like, boom, you're gone. Boom, you're gone. Boom, you're gone. That's what's happening. I said it a year ago. So as far as these other social media platforms, we'll be happy to post the finished product there. But if you want to watch this program or anything else that our foundation and our network's a part of, come to the network. And it's not about greed. It's about staying disciplined to the message that's preached. And the message is own it. If you're going to promote something, own it. Put your name on it. Put your label on it. White labeling's easy to do. This is not a hard science. Everything, if you're out there broadcasting, everything on that screen is monetizable. Think about that when you position your camera. 
Think about you being a walking billboard, a walking media organization. That's the future that we're going into. We're all getting hung up, and I'm segueing right here, <laughs> just so you know. We all get caught up in, I'm a Baptist, I'm a Catholic, I'm a Buddhist, I'm a Muslim, I'm black, I'm Indian, I'm a white dude, I'm whatever. We get caught up in all of these little boxes and categories, and all it's doing is separating us so that the technology God gets to take over. And there's a lot of details that just skip past there. But you've got to understand, people, own your message, own your content, own your intellectual property. Everything in your brain that comes out of your mouth, you have a chance to monetize. The only way to do that is by owning your messages and not letting these, these social media technocrat, the, the dictators that are taking over the world, the only way they have no control over you is not is is by not surrendering control of them. So I'm not going to be at the mercy of social media's wrath anymore. We are. I'm owning it, and I would teach you all the same thing. I'm so blessed to get to do what I do because we're building the digital Noah's Ark. Because I'm not letting these technocrats take me out. It ain't going to happen. So the only reason why we're on Facebook right now is so I can say that message, Dr. Henry. It's all you, man. <laughs> no, it sounds like I'm following you. Yeah, I'll go for <laughs> well, it. Well, well said. Well said. Uh, we got to own it, you know, and, and uh, you said so much. I don't even know where to, where to go from there right now, you know, where to start from. Because, <clears throat> you know, we have some things in our mind how things are going to go, and then, you know, then you say something like that. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the, the separation, the division that is taking place is at the highest rate, I think, than we've ever seen. You know, whether it's, like you say, whether it's Catholic, Baptist, whatever, um, uh, white, black, brown, yellow, green, whether it's, uh, you know, I haven't met any green people yet, but I have met people that have green. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and it's all about division, which is really, uh, really one of the enemies, our enemies as human beings, as creations of God, is, is one of the biggest weapons the enemy uses. It's, it's all about division. If he can separate us, he can divide us, he can destroy us. And that's all he wants to do, whether it's over, I eat beans for breakfast and you don't. I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm back in Honduras. We eat beans for breakfast here. I'm so excited about my breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> Hello? And so, because... <laughs> If you don't want to eat beans for breakfast, don't eat beans for breakfast, bro. I still love you. That's right. But 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 it's all about that division. And if and, and I, you probably want to let the ladies at least say hello before I go off on some things I want to say too. Hold on, Doctor Henry got his first rant in, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies, we should give him applause. It's usually you and me. Go <laughs> go. All right. <laughs> Dr. Ruth, would you like to uh, add anything to that? You know, this, this, um, what we decided to talk about today, first of all, I'm a kingdom woman and I could go into a whole explanation and people want to shoot me. I do not care. I always say this and I have family members that get upset, uh, other people, constituents, but um, the Lord created me with a spirit and put me inside of a brown suit. And so I don't have labels on me. I can do whatever God says I can do. I can go wherever he says I can go. I can have whatever he says. And I'm not limited 
deny inferior or superior because of the outside of my my uh, my shell. I'm a spirit and a body, and that's what we all are. And the sooner that the church rises up and speak the truth, will come out of the the division or the two visions coming back into the single vision, which is what God says, not what we think with our narrow minds. I could go on, but I won't. Just a little bit later. <laughs> you stopped so soon. I I was just. I shouldn't go on. Trust me. Because I, I could take over the whole conversation. That's okay. I'm going to push your buttons here in a few minutes. You'll have a chance. I can't wait for this. Dr. Caroline, the, do you have The good buttons. The positive button. <laughs> thou sayest. Look, thou sayest. That's what Jesus said. Thou sayest. <laughs> Dr. Caroline? Thank you so much. It's really an honor to be here today. I'm just so excited. But at the same time, it saddens my heart to see the level of hatred that's going on in the world. The level of hatred that makes people believe because of the color of their skin that they are better off than other people, that they belong, that they should be in certain countries and that those people should go back to where they belong. You know, um, in Africa, we have a saying that goes that uh, when the colonialists came, they came with the Bible, they gave us the Bible, they took the land and they took everything. And right now we are left with nothing because all we believed was what was written in the Bible that they carried and convoluted word of God that they took and only shared with us that which suited them. And it is really sad to see and I will speak this from a point of view of people who use the scripture to discriminate and to treat other people less than others. I will stand on this word that says God created us all in his image and his, his, in his likeness. I didn't see anywhere where it said that certain people of certain colors were created to be better and to be more superior than other people. So regardless of the color of your skin, you know, you are not better than anyone because the Bible says in the beginning, God created heaven and earth and all that. And God created Adam. And we don't know whether he was white or brown or whatever. We really don't care about that. The fact that there are brown people, there are black people, there are yellow people, there are light-skinned people, there are dark-skinned people, there are Caucasians and all that. We are all created in the image of God and after his likeness. So... For those of you who are preaching the gospel and using the holy word, my Bible is pink, and using the holy word of God to divide people and to treat people and to make people feel inferior just because they do not sound like you, they do not speak English like you, they do not eat like you, dress like you, or are not forward thinking as you think. My God, if you think about all these in, in inventions, think about inventions that came from Africa. Egypt is in Africa. The pyramid of Egypt was built by people of color. To this very day, I haven't seen any other country that has built pyramids. The science around it. I'm not going to go too far. Let's end it there for now. <laughs> because this is it, it's it weighs heavily in my heart when people think they are better just because yes i, yeah. I period I, just because I, and i want you to go off on, I, I i want 
I want, I really need to ask this question because I've waited for three days to ask it. And if I don't ask it, I'm going to lose my mind. Ask it away. Is it, do you feel that the discovering of one's purpose can be the aid to it? Like, I'm, can there be racism and discrimination in purpose? Meaning, can somebody know who their what their purpose is, what they were created to be, and still be racist or dis or, or discriminate against others? I think I said that right. I have worked with people who call themselves Christian, who preach the gospel, and believe that people of color, and I won't mention uh, so much because it might... <laughs> I don't want to mention names, but I know people who in their ministries, if you are a person of color, you don't get higher positions, regardless of how much anointed you are, how much God is using you, you will always come second to someone who is of the same ethnicity or race as the founder. And I'm talking about Caucasian. I have seen this happening in various ministries that I have served, where they preferred someone who looks like them, sounds like them. I have worked in organizations where I was told outright, people from where you come from are not great at doing the work that you want to do. I have been told, and these are people who believe they were called to serve in the nonprofit sector. And they are awarded and receive grants and awards for the great work that they do. But they have told me in my face, Caroline, you don't have what it takes because you don't have the experience. I have been told by a former manager of mine that I could not go into a meeting where I was discussing grants with the US government just by myself. An intern whom I taught how to draft an email was asked to accompany me because I cannot speak American. And I asked her, what is American? You speak better English than me. <laughs> an intern who had just finished her bachelor's degree could not even draft an email, had to send the email back to me to read it. Didn't even know how to use Outlook. Was asked to accompany me to a meeting. I had, by that time, I had about 14 years of experience raising funds for the nonprofit. And I was told, you don't have what it takes. I bet if I had a different skin tone, I would, nobody would question. So I have experienced this among people who can swear to you God has called them. They even cry tears when they go to the field and they meet poor people and they give their own money. They have been called, but they have been corrupted. And this is not just corruption because they had, it's something that is deep inside. And I believe only God yeah. can cleanse people from racism that is deep, 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 deep inside them to the point that they can't even tell whether they are or they're not. That's my you know, experience. Dr. Henry. I learned something, I learned something a while ago. And you guys do this every time. When I've got this thing I want to share, you guys go all the way to the end, man, right off. And it makes me look like I'm coming in from behind. You just, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 
but you know, I learned, and, and this is not in any, you know, plans for today, but because we're on this, people can be sincerely ignorant. Yeah. In other words, they're stupid and just don't know it. But that's the thing. When you're ignorant, you don't know it. So we can't, we can't turn around and become prejudiced because of someone else's prejudice and then justify our prejudice. If you're stupid, I'm not going to be stupid with you and play your game. Yeah. I'm sorry for using the word stupid. I know in Spanish, we're not, you know, that's, that's, that's an insult. But people that are ignorant are ignorant because they don't understand something, whether they grew up that way, whether somebody gave them a false sense of identity, or whether they have been believed what is not true, they believe it. And if that's what they believe, my argument about what they believe is not going to change it. Yeah. I just like, okay, wipe the dust from my feet. You're ignorant and until you have a revelation of that ignorance, such as this person, whoever it was. Yeah, they have accomplished great things. They've got a great name. They've influenced a lot of people. That's good. Let's recognize for what they have, but then let their ignorance be with them. And, you know, and that, because what are you going to do? What can we do about those people? We want to help people that want to be helped because that's the only people that we can help. I don't, like, I've never, I, I've always been attracted to what's different than me. I, I've never, I've never, yeah. no, not, or never discriminated against. There's been things I didn't understand, but I was more drawn to that, like kind of like a moth to a flame. It's like, oh, this is it's fascinating. That it had always been like that, but it's not always the case. And this, this, the, I don't know where the hate for different comes, like because I can't process it. But yet here it is. I know there's racism all around me. I know there's people that get discriminated against. I've been discriminated against, but for opposite reasons, not my skin color, for other choices I made. And yeah. whether you. That's There's right. still racism. There's still prejudice. It, it still doesn't feel good. But I read a book called um, – It was a, they did a Harvard study about races and then the genders, and they were showing that the level of difficulty it is to survive in the world as a African-American man, African-American woman, Asian woman, Asian man, American white dude, what, you know, and so on. The hardest thing that they – the way that this study came out, the hardest thing to be – on the face of the earth, on the face of the earth is an African woman or a black woman. That they have to overcome more hurdles and obstacles. Now you hear one thing that's coming up in the news is Asian discrimination, and then you hear about Asian women, how they're treated. I where do we go? I, here it is. I'm this white guy who knows that it's easier to be. I should have been in jail fifty times, not six, fifty. Like I know I've gotten away with a lot because I'm white. I don't feel guilty for being white because this is how God created me. But at the same time, it's like, what do we do about this? Dr. Ruth, like, how do we change this? How do we stop this categorizing and judging and labeling and, and going black woman, there's a stereotype that there's going to be this, this, and this, and black man, stereotype, da, 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 da. white dude, stereotype. How do we change this? Well, first of all, the first of all, the church has to come back into alignment with who God is. And if you are religious and not kingdom minded, that's why you're teaching error. And so it was 
era that has been taught so many years from a religious standpoint, you cannot use the Bible as a source of hate because God is love and that's his words on paper. And yeah. so when you are hating it some, someone, it's because you hate yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. So if so, if you hate me, it's because you hate you. Now you may not be, you may be ignorant and not know that John 8:32 you shall know the truth and the truth, truth shall set you free. The church has to come back into alignment. This is why the church was deemed a non-essential in 2020 because it mirrored the world. So we were a non-essential holistically. Not everyone but the organized church in the stained glass building, so to speak, whether you met at a tin can or whatever, you would be non-essential because you look like the world. Yeah. And the world does not need anything that does not look like God. We're supposed to be packing the answer, which is Jesus. This is why we have all these schisms and isms and this and that. And it starts in the church. I can't, yeah, I've experienced all kinds of stuff, but that does not define me, honey. I'm who God says I am. Do you understand what I'm saying? I can have what he says I can have. I can go where he says. I don't fall prey to the narrative. I don't care what. And I have done scientific research. I know about all the different types of scientific research. I had to study getting a doctorate degree. Okay. I mean, over and over and all the iterative processing and all that. Uh-uh. I don't care what you got to say. What did he say about my life? That's what's missing. The yeah. church has got to come back into alignment and begin to uh, speak what he says, speak, forgive, get healed, and move on. I've experienced it all, and it still don't define me. What? You can't keep me down. I'm a three percenter, first of all. First of all, and again, I keep mentioning this, when God created us, he didn't say I created you black man, I created you white man, I created you uh, African, Chinese, um, this, that. He, no, in his image, he created he, them, them, male and female. That was it. Mm -hmm. We came up with all this foolishness and keep perpetuating it. And until the church becomes the church of the living God, we will continue to see this foolishness. I can't stand it. I'm going to be straight with you. And I'm not even all off into all that ism, schism. Because it saddens mm -hmm. me. I saw something. I saw this woman that looks like me. She had a husband that looked like you, Joshua. And she gets on the she gets on the on the television and she says, I realize I made a mistake. I shouldn't have married him. You've been married six years and now you're saying this because he because somebody told you you shouldn't have married him because he had blonde hair and blue eyes. Are you crazy? I'm just saying this is foolishness. This is foolishness. The church has got to wake up. And forgive, get healed. The Bible says if you want God to uh, forgive you, you have to forgive. And that's what's missing. Our experiences is one thing. We're going to experience things all our life. Jesus was persecuted just for being Jesus, for pre preaching the gospel. But that's where forgiveness and getting healed comes in. You shall know the truth, and that truth will make you free. Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Dr. Caroline. You, I can feel this. Like you're, will you share your heart? Like what's going on with you? Because I mean, like, I can feel you holding back something, but you've got a fireball of energy ready to come out of you. I feel like you're holding it in. Right? Is it something else or is it the subject that we're talking about? What's going on? 
Thank you for thank you for this great opportunity. You know, as we look at what we call plain racism, I'm not even gonna, you know, give it another name. Just racism. It is so open in so many of our communities that for many of us, we think, oh, that's fine, it's okay, it doesn't it doesn't change who I am. It's only going to fuel me. But at the same time, not everyone is strong enough to get to the point where they say, I don't care what you say about me. I'm defined by the word of God. I'm looking at our brothers and sisters, people of color, who are not strong enough to say, I have what it takes, like Dr. Ruth and I, and they feel oppressed and they feel silenced. And I'm going straight to places of work. And I'm going straight back to a country where I lived in for many years, South Africa. It's very open. It is very open. The racism that's there is very open. It is systemic racism. You guys talk about racism in the United States. It, it is very much alive and well in South Africa. One of my clients started out this program called Let's Reconcile. He is a Caucasian man, African-speaking man. And I work with him. And we work together on this project to speak about nation building, social cohesion from a biblical point of view. And to let people know that every time you think lesser of someone, you're actually hating on them. And the Bible says, if you're hating on your brother, you've just committed murder. Yeah. Period. I don't care which Bible school you went to, where they taught you that you are better than anybody else, because I know some of those people who are really preaching that gospel went to a Bible school and they were told that there are certain scriptures that says because of this and this sin in the Bible, the children who are born out of, um, um, I believe it is Lot and his daughters, oh my God. that they ended up being black and that's why black people are cursed. There is a teaching in Bible school. What? Yes, there is a teaching in Bible schools that teaches people that because Lot slept with his, with his daughters, the children who are born of that are black people, and that's why they are cursed, because they are children born of the father of incest. And that's where they believe that black people came from, the descendants of black people. And that is an error, because the Bible doesn't say that. Yeah. The Bible Not doesn't say that, but there are Bible schools that teach that. And so... Wow. When we talk about when we talk about systemic racism, it's something that ha that people can point out scriptures in the Bible and say, "This is what I'm backing up my thoughts with." <clears throat> you know, I'm married to a white guy. He's Portuguese. I'm 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 African Kenyan. You know, the closest I come to fair skin is my my great grandfather was an Arab. I am told I never met him. He passed on before I met him. But my mom told me that my great-grandfather, my maternal great-grandfather, was an Arab. I don't think we have any Caucasian blood in us, you know. Um, 
um, as as dark as as we call it, you know. So I don't see, I I don't see my husband and see Caucasian. I don't see his family and see Caucasian people. You white people. <laughs> I just see a handsome man that I fell in love with yes. on my graduation day here in Manchester when I came to graduate and I met him and we liked each other. And I've never felt unwelcomed by his parents. And he's never felt unwelcome when he came to our, our home or, or treated with superiority just because he's black. And I have my other sisters also married to, I have sisters who married to, to black men and others married to white men because we ended up in Europe and we ended up meeting these amazing guys who happen to be white. And that's it. Mm -hmm. You so know, this whole I, thing, this whole thing that 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 white is better and black is not, and being taught in church and people thinking that way, you know, it hurts me, and sometimes I grieve so much, and I'm like, why is this happening in the church? Which Bible are you reading? Show me that scripture. You know, I asked someone, and they showed me that scripture. They said, you guys come from this, this sin that happened in the Bible. That's why you guys are here. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here if he hadn't made that mistake. And I believe it. Can I ask something real quick? And, and then I want Dr. Henry to go, because I he's sitting Let me talk to him, girl. Send him uh, to me. I'm ready for him. <laughs> it's oh, a whole ahead. community. Why do you think I'm ready? Come on. <laughs> the Bible is left is the Bible has been left for man to interpret. Therefore, I I can't even I can misinterpret a text from my wife. I can misinterpret a text from a coworker. Or like you know what I mean? Like it's so you remove one word out of a sentence, it changes the whole dynamic of the sentence. Why do you think God left the Holy Bible up for interpretation, for people to manipulate it, change it, doctor it, get their grubby little dirty hands all over it, and make 95? There's one version of the Quran that, I, the Quran that I'm aware of. We have 8,000 versions of the Bible. Like, no wonder. We, this is a part of the problem. Why, why do you think God allowed this to happen. Somebody. Is that a question? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you know, I'm a lot of a I'm lot of things man. a lot of things we ask, Joshua, God allowing. It's not some God allowed us to make our choice from Adam. True. So we want to make dumb mistakes, we're gonna make dumb mistakes. I've made a few. I have spent no time in jail. That does not mean I didn't. I you didn't try hard, Dr. Henry. Yeah. Well, I just did better at you not getting caught. <laughs> well, you and, know. But that doesn't mean I didn't deserve it. Or, 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 but why did God allow you to go and not me? You know, we make choices. And one of the biggest battles we have to recognize, especially among believers, is that we have an enemy that is against anyone who is seeking God. And there's, in English, there's five letters that say answer to all this, F-A-I-T-H. Anytime we're struggling to build our faith, there's going to be something, somebody that's going to misinterpret, misunderstand, because the enemy's sowing those seeds so that we can have contention. The Bible talks about contention. That's where every evil work is. Yeah. 
So hello, we're going to have these attacks. So rather than maybe the question in asking why does God allow it, why do we allow ourselves to fall into things that we have no business falling into? One of the things I wanted to share along with, with Dr. Caroline, I'm married to a, a Latin lady, okay? And I don't, and she's whiter than me. So, I mean, if we're talking about color, where's that all come from? Joshua, you're whiter than me. I know. And I'm not so, really white. <laughs> yeah, and, and so what is it about color? It's not about color. It's about prejudice. Mm -hmm. It's about prejudging. Whether we use faith, whether we use politics, whether we use ethnicity. What's the word in English? Eth ethnicity. Ethnicity. <laughs> we, whatever we want to use, we become prejudiced. We prejudge based on, oh, you're a woman. So that's prejudice. And, and you know, rape, what I wanted to talk a little bit about today so we could actually set up to talk about this better was the difference between excellence and perfection. Perfection will lead to racism every single time. Perfection is a utopia that does not exist. There's only been one person who's ever been perfect, and that's because he flowed fully within the gifts of the Holy Spirit and in one communion with God, and that is Jesus Christ. Where the rest of us are flawed. We, we, we're flawed. We've got things yet to we have to develop, which, by the way, anybody watching this or listening to this, we're not here because we got all the answers. We're just learners like you who are trying to share from what we have learned and the fact that we can all come together and agree that it's about the kingdom of God. But excellence is not perfection. Excellence is when we deal with whatever we deal with, with a heart attitude to serve. It's, it, excellence is doing everything I do, not for you, Joshua, because you're white or not for you, you know, Dr. Ruth, because, you know, you're just an awesome preacher. It's because I'm doing it for Jesus, who paid the only and ultimate price for me to be able to even say he is my God. And so that's excellent. Perfectionism is a thief of our time. Perfectionist is a thief of our energy. And to me, it's what leads to racism because I'm better than you. I declare myself to be perfect in this area, so therefore you don't measure up to me, which makes which is idolatry. Hmm. Thank you for your enthusiasm. <laughs> Got the, yeah, I might get a little because I'm, I idolize myself, or I idolize a certain people because they believe like I believe, or they look like I look, or they think like I look, or they think like I think, and so it's it's about the pursuit of excellence that can keep us focused on what really matters. We're not gonna to get to perfect. So I said all that to say, I'll just say it. Racism is diabolical, self-centered, egotistical, idolatry. It's pre, 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 pre come on, English, come on, help me out. Prejudicial. Thank Prejudicial. <laughs> Prejudicial. It, it's, it's an idol-worshiping mentality. And it's going to, it's always been around. We can go back to the Bible. We go back to, there's always been slaves. There's always been racism. You're not of this particular group. You're not of that particular group. It's all in the Bible. 
but it's all an attack of the enemy to you started the whole show to separate to divide the enemy divides and conquers any wolf does not come and attack the whole flock of sheep he finds the one he can separate divide and that's the one he'll do we're supposed to be protecting one another not attacking one another which i understand when i first came to latin america guess what there you go i was i was outsider man i'm the white guy so it's all about this mind that we allow ourselves to think i'm better than you because i think i think it was dr caroline who said that because fill in the blank doesn't matter what the because is mm -hmm. ah, anyway go ahead i'll let dr ruth take a chance before i say more no, I was just going to say, Joshua asked a question, and then I'm going to address what you said. Oh, yeah, First of all, to do you, that too. <laughs> you cannot interpret the Bible using your natural mind. The Bible, the scripture itself says the things of God are to be interpreted with the spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit. So this is why people are confused and teaching error because they're trying to rely on their own pea brains. I don't care if you have a 250 IQ score. You cannot out IQ intelligent quotia the creator yeah so you yeah. need him to interpret the word of god so you're auditing a class so that's the first problem there so that again goes to religious a uh, religion and people that are actually in the kingdom there's two different things if you read the bible you will see jesus was always cursing the religious the pharisees and the sadducees he was always calling them wicked because they did not have a heart for God. They were trying to be right and they were cheating and conniving. So let's let's put that that gavel down right there. That's the first yeah. thing. It yeah. has been a lot of error taught and it has caused a lot of hatred. God is a, is God uh, the God of love. First John 4 4 and 8. God is the God of love. He says that I am love. And if you don't know, if you don't have love, you don't know me. So people teaching hatred is because they hate themselves and they don't know God. It's the word. I didn't write yes. it. Second of all, second of all, if you are trying to read the Bible and manipulate others with it, that's that has something to do with your own insecurity. OK, the only mm -hmm. time you need to manipulate and control someone else is because you're insecure. You cannot function on your own. You cannot function with the team. Hmm. Only insecure people do that. I, I have to stand out. I have to holler. That's a psychological point that I can also speak to in the word because the word of God talks about how narcissistic Satan was. It's insecurity because you yep. can't, you know, and Jesus became lowly. He said he made of himself no reputation. This is why the church is so off target in business, ministry, and everything because it's ingesting the world because, oh, let me take on this new this new thing. Let me do it like this. Let me do it like that because that's how they are doing it. Are we leading the, uh, the world or is the world leading the church? That's some things a little backwards here. I'm going to keep putting it on the church. It's time to get in a line with the word of God and stop compromising and being the yes, I'll do whatever you say. That's slavery. That's bondage. This is why we have yeah. the foolishness that we have now. And as you said, there's nothing new under the sun. What has been will be. It's the same junk that mm -hmm. Jesus, uh, well, the Lord was cursing in, in, the, in Ezekiel 2 through 16. The Lord was angry with the people of God because they were whoring after other gods instead of serving him. And you have this still today, different face, different name, but it's the same foolishness.
and the Lord is going to yeah. judge it. And we can count on that. He said it. I didn't say it. Back to you. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> can I add, just for those that might be watching or listening, we are not, we are not anti-church. No. We're just recognizing <laughs> things that, that have been, uh, you know, a, a disease that has infiltrated the church in, in some of these areas, whether it's in leadership, teamwork, um, racism, or, or whatever. We want to help the church. So we, we believe in the church. I, I just want everybody to realize we say these things just because we're talking to ourselves. We're talking to those who recognize themselves. Because there's really only two races in the world. Believers and non-believers, those are of the kingdom of God and those that are not of the kingdom of God. There's neither bond nor free, neither male nor female. That's mm -hmm. the word. That's the word. You said something about when you brought up not attacking the church. Here's the thing. So Christians get in this thing with judging each other and criticizing each other, then pointing the finger at other people that are not believers and judging them. What the church needs is accountability. Amen. We don't need, if somebody's not playing in our sandbox, the same sandbox of faith, then mind your own business. Like, it's not for you to go up to a stripper or an escort or a drug dealer and start judging them. Your job is to love them. Your job is not to judge the homeless person down the street. Your job is to love mm -hmm. them and be love for them. Don't start throwing Bibles at them. Love them. Amen, love them. bro. Lead, lead with love. Love will attract the people that need it to you, the church, this infighting, like, look, you have to look at, not everybody is going to know the same thing. There's, they're in a different place in their walk. We shouldn't judge other believers even, in my opinion, because I know some yeah. people, well, it says to judge. We're going to shout out the fruit, but we don't have to judge them. Right. Like, Orange street. <laughs> Orange street. But, but you don't, yeah. it's the how but, you present. That's what you're saying. It's how you present needs to be held accountable amen for mm -hmm. false doctrine and i'm not and look i know there's interpretations but the church has lost its way and that's all we're pointing out we're not judging the people in the building we're not judging the pastor we're just setting an accountability that is 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 far like it's not too far gone because nothing's too far gone for god but it starts right, right. with the church because if the church doesn't get on the same page, how in the world do you expect for the world to know Jesus? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm reminded of a scripture and I'm going to read it. It's Matthew 22, verse 37. I'm going to read it from my Bible. It says, Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. It says, Jesus said unto him. Okay, so let me start with 34. So you understand the background of it. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, these are all these teachers of laws and back in the day um, in the faith of Judaism, back in the day of Jesus. So they said when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Then one of them came to Jesus and said, lawyer, uh, a lawyer asked him a question, testing him and saying, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, 
with all your mind. Now, theologians can go deeper to explain to us why did Jesus say the heart first and then the soul second and then the mind third. Dr. Ruth can explain that to us. And then <laughs> the next scripture, Jesus says, this is the first and great commandment. Lastly, he says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, hang all the law and the prophets. Now, I have come and I will still go back to the, to the theologians in this group to tell us why Jesus started with the heart and then the mind and then the soul and then the mind because Jesus was so specific on everything he says. If you're looking for perfection, Jesus is it. He yep, is perfection. He's the only yep. one who is perfect. So everything he says, he doesn't make a mistake, including when he called out the Pharisees, when they brought the woman who was caught in the act of ad uh, adultery, all those things. But today we're talking about love. And then he says, love your neighbor as yourself. What I have come to find out, and this is where people dilute it because they don't want to do the work. It is not easy to love people. <laughs> You've got to do the work. Amen. Sure. And Christians, we are called to love people. That's if right. I am to love you guys the way I love myself, I've got to create time for you. That's yeah. money. I've got to make time to respond to you. I've got to make time to listen to your rants and smile and tell you it's going to be okay. Loving people, if there's anything that is so expensive on this planet Earth, is loving people the way the Bible says. And that is why, for those of us who are in the church, when we see there's lack of accountability, Someone has diluted, as the Bible said, in the last days, the love of many will wax cold. cold yes. For many of us, our love has waxed cold. And that is why we take cheap things and substitute cheap things for the love of God. Instead of waiting on God to give you the word, you look for the word elsewhere. Instead of waiting on the Lord for a decision which might cost you a whole lot of money, let's save the money, we'll deal with the Lord later. Let's just do it our way. Ask Abraham what happened to him when he went for the cheap substitute, ended up sleeping with his maid, uh, with his maid to get a descendant. To this very day, the world is suffering because of his act. Mm -hmm of taking the cheap substitute instead of waiting on the Lord. Because when you love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, it's going to cost you. So are you ready to pay the price for trusting, believing, and loving God the way he says he wants us to love him? Oh, when it's worded that way, I think non-believers get freaked out a little bit. So what is the benefit? For giving up your life for Jesus because it's easy to talk about heaven but we don't live in a world that cares about like even investing right we get impatient with investing we invest and they're like ah where's my return I didn't get my return where's my money at 
like we're we're impatient. We need it now. So heaven, people look at heaven as like, well, this is years away. So I'm gonna live my life now, and then I'll give my life to Jesus if I need to, if I get scared enough or I get desperate enough to need it. How do you sell? And I and I, maybe this is the wrong way of saying it, but like for me. You saying all that, that doesn't make me want Jesus. That makes me want to keep running from Jesus. Mm -hmm. Hold on. It was good. It was powerful because we're all believers here. But as a mm -hmm. non I'm if, when I remember hearing that, I'm like, my life sucks now. This sounds terrible. Why would I do that? You, you want to know what I think, Joshua? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, talk on it. Go, go, go. You take Well, well, you know, the thing is, you can never love God more than you love someone else. Your limit of loving others is your limit to loving God. Our path to loving God is loving others. And that's why it's a challenge. It's exactly true. What, what she's reading is the word of God. But you see, that's why it says, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Love others. If you're going to be able to love God, you've got to learn how to love others. Oh, by the way, for some of us, that mean, may mean learning how to love ourselves. Mm -hmm. Our messed up, hurt, diseased, mind-blown, you know, mental issues person, I got to learn to love me. No, I'm talking about me. <laughs> it, you know, can I just, just, I know we're getting low on time and we, everybody's got a chance to finish up here a little bit. But I wanted to add one other dynamic to all this, and maybe this is where we can put this in connecting the love and in your question and, and you know i know that doesn't necessarily make somebody want to love god but if if i love god then i'm gonna love you Ma acceptance precedes change every time if i can't accept you you're i'm not gonna change and you're not gonna change Acceptance. i accept you then there may be i can allow god to change you he's mathematically figuring this out acceptance precedes change Religion says you change and I'll accept you. Love right. says I'll accept you and then I'll allow the changes to take place because of my love for you. And you know, if, if, if someone feels um, that they are less than someone else, because people feel that way. I feel like I'm less than somebody else because I'm not like Dr. Caroline, or I'm not, I don't have that zeal like Dr. Ruth, or I'm not as passionate as, as, as Joshua. Mm -hmm. If I allow myself to feel less than I am because of that, whether it's about faith, whether it's about, whether it's about race, you know what? You're a racist. It's just backwards. I feel less. See, we always think about racism as I'm better than you because you're not what I am. But if I feel like I'm less than you, wow. it's just racist and back backwards or in in in, in retrocessal. <laughs> it's just backwards racism. But by recognizing our differences and, and, and recognizing that opens a door for us to to learn about humanity, which helps us to learn more about God. Mm -hmm. So when I accept that you're different. I learn from that difference. I grow. I learn more about humanity. The more I learn about humanity, ultimately, the more I learn about God because God put himself in humanity for us to know who God is. 
If we really truly want to know God in all of his fullness, we got to go back to Adam and know every single person who's ever walked the face of the earth to today and whoever will. And then we'll get an idea who God is. So we've got ways to go. That's so good. Aaron says, being saved from the depths of hell in a new heart, a new life within this life, in an everlasting one, you get to go home to your father. That's why you give your life to Jesus. You won't know the kingdom if you do not know, if you do not have the birth of the flesh and the birth of the spirit. Born again, open the eyes of the heart. Thank you for watching, Aaron. That's really, that, I like that a lot. And my, my only comment was, when you don't know the Lord, you don't know to fear the Lord. You don't know that fear, fearing the Lord is actually a good thing. Like, it sounds like, why do I, like, why do I want to worship a God I should be scared of? That's what, like, but again, it doesn't mean that. And I, I've said this before. I didn't get to know, I didn't know who I was until I got to know Jesus better. And it, yeah. and famously, the more I got to know Jesus and getting to know Jesus, the more, the more I know myself. And, and, and like, and who I am, I found my identity, my true identity in Jesus, not myself. Because myself was, well, you know, look at my record. Um, but myself and Jesus is a fearless, world-changing leader that is going to use that old man, that old man crap, to show just what Jesus can do. That, to me, is, like, I. that's why our testimonies matter. Not the... The, the preacher version of a testimony. Well, I smoked a little weed. Um, I, I did some of that white stuff. That's not making anyone feel anything. You gotta let people know the hell that you lived in and what you've been delivered from if you want your testimony to matter. If your testimony does matter, but it has to be the true testimony. It's gotta be real. Every one of you out there, no one, everyone watching, you're all leaders. If you gave your life to the Lord, you have been ordained a leader. And your only job is to use the gifts you've been given along with your testimony and just walk it out. Live out your testimony. Let people know about it. But share the truth because there's someone dying for your truth right now. I take, I, wish, I, will, I will never apologize for my past only, I mean, I've already apologized. I've made it, I've, I've made it, I, I haven't done that. I've asked for forgiveness. I've done all that. But I'm done apologizing for it because now I get to use it for good. I will talk about it openly without fear because I've seen what God will do with it. And those of you believers out there that are holding back your truth because you're worried about judgment from your church, change churches. Like enough of this. I'm so tired of people being scared to walk into church because they've been judged over what their past was or what their race was or what, you know what? When I gave my life to the Lord, I was still considered myself bisexual or a freak or whatever. Like I give, I love Jesus with all my heart and I still battled with the same crap. It didn't take away from that. It may not be what's right, but guess what fellow believers out there? You're not going to be perfect after you give your life to the Lord. It's, it takes time. And even in time, six years in, I'm still far from perfect. But I'm getting closer. But I'm not really far away. 
You're complete in him, but we're lacking for yes. being perfect. Yes. But here's the thing. What makes it so fun to love Jesus is that I get to live in truth without fear. You, a lot of you believers out there, and I'm gonna, I promise you it's the majority of you. I promise it's the majority. I promise you that you hide, you you share maybe 98% of your testimony. You don't share all of it. The wor that other 2% is what the world is dying for right now. And if we start telling the truth, maybe, just maybe, we can put an end to the racism, the discrimination. We can learn each other. We can learn to go, wait a second. I know your skin looks different than mine, and you grew up in a different socioeconomic background than mine, but your daddy beat you too? Your daddy your daddy molested you too? You were cheated on too? You had your heart broken too? Oh, my gosh. I dealt with the same thing. Oh, my kids, I deal with that too. Instead of trying to dress everything up and be perfect, perfect is boring. Perfect is boring, <laughs> and it's not true. And guess what? You can't have joy and humor without honesty. Mm -hmm. You can't. Because humor and, and comedy is rooted in truth. Right? So if you want to enjoy life and express yourself, you can't have it without truth. You can't have the joy that other believers have without being honest. It matters. All of it. All the things that scare you matter because someone is dying to hear it. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Amen. Ooh, fire. Dr. Ruth, you want to yeah. peel off some of that passion? <laughs> Sorry. All I wanted to say was um, I was speaking to the religious sect, not those leaders that are living godly. The church has to come back into alignment with the word of God. And if the church is not a stained glass building, you are the church. That's the Bible. The, the Greek word is ecclesia, the called out ones, those that have been called out of darkness into the marvelous light. In other words, your path has been illuminated with the knowledge of God. He's within you and you have received him. And the Bible says that no man comes to the father but by me. And that's what Jesus does the drawing. And we're not waiting for the sweet by and by. We're living victorious, claiming territory for our Lord here in the now and now. And so I'm not waiting to die to experience life. I'm living now. I work the works of him that sent me today while I'm breathing. Because when I die, I can't work. And that should be your testimony. God's love draws men to us. By the foolishness of preaching, the word of God says, are men saved. So we don't have to worry about how we spin our words. Sometimes some people can't receive parts of my testimony. I can only tell them so much. But God gives us wisdom as to when to speak and who to tell what. And he does the drawing. That's why we listen to the government of God, the Holy Spirit in us to lead and guide us. He's a leader. He's a guider. He's a teacher. And the Bible says when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. There's only one truth. And that's the truth of God that makes us free according to the word of God. So if you don't know the Lord, and you feel him drawing on you because I felt his presence when uh, Dr. Caroline was uh, reading that scripture because I had the same scripture pulled up in Mark. The exact same scripture. She didn't know it. <laughs> but the passion, the, the, the unction of the Lord is here for you today. And all you have to do, all you have to do is acknowledge that you are a sinner 
and you don't have to pray a long prayer like people have religiously led you. Just acknowledge that God is God and he's ready to take you in where you can have relationship and fellowship with him and he have relationship and fellowship with you. And the Bible says at that belief, you are saved. And Amen. then you can go and mature, mature in God. Mm -hmm. That's James, that you may be perfect. That word mm -hmm. there, perfect, is mature. I'm a work in progress. Every day mm -hmm. I'm yep. being transformed more and more into his image and his likeness. Dr. Caroline. Amen. Right. Amen. Let's wrap it up. Um, we, For the sake of time, we're a little bit over. But uh, Caroline, Dr. Caroline, go ahead. Thank you so much. I would just like to say a prayer for anyone who is joining us and would like to give their life to Christ. And I'm just going to pray right now. I won't say much. Dear Lord, we thank you for that man, for that boy, for that girl, for that woman who's out there who is asking Jesus, where are you? I want to know you. I want to make my life right. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to overshadow them. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to speak to them because you can speak to us in languages that no one can understand. You intercede for us with groanings that cannot even be explained. And right now I speak freedom upon this man, upon this woman, upon this boy, upon this girl who has a desire to know you. And I pray, Holy Spirit, lead them and guide them to men and women, fathers and mothers of faith, to walk with them through this journey as mentors and coaches, as pastors in the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Dr. Henry, you. close us out. Let me I will um, close this out, or at least my part, with this comment. You know, we don't have to wait for eternity to start living in eternity. The moment we'd say, you know what, I want to receive God's love, we have stepped into the temporal and into the eternity. It starts with us today. We just get to live out the rest of our life and then step into the eternity. It's not about waiting until we die. It's not about holding off. No, we've got the full of eternity in us now because we were created to be an eternal being. So it's not about waiting. It's not about being perfect. It's about like, like Dr. Char, uh, Rue said, it's about maturing. I'm not as mature today as I hope I will be tomorrow, but I know I'm more mature today than I was yesterday. And that's the only perfect we can achieve. So don't try to be perfect and, and, and come to Jesus because Jesus was perfect. He only came to show us that we have a way to mature, to be that perfect. And then when we do step into eternity, we get to be perfect like him. That's, that's perfect. I, I love it. I, I always go back to hearing Graham Cook say, Jesus is not obsessed with sin. It's not that he wants you to bathe in it. It's that when you do mess up or you do sin, just have a heart of repentance. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, I, I forgive Which you. means changing your thinking, not changing your ways. Right. And, you change and, your ways, you'll change, I, your you'll change your thinking, you'll change your ways. Yeah. You get a hot butt from him. <laughs> you guys had a chance to talk. <laughs> you guys dominated the conversation. <laughs> Henry, finally for a change I'm just kidding yeah. now, what I'm going to say is this it's, it's even when you're non-believers that are watching because, or listening because I know I'm, I'm, I, that's what I love about this audience it's a wide range of everybody Muslim, atheist, Buddhist, Christian Baptist, Catholic uh, you name it so I'm, I'm blessed for that but for non-believers that look at other Christians that mess up look 
Christians are no different than you. It's just that we realize that we needed we need Jesus to help navigate our life. Mm-hmm. And unrepentant Christians out there, and yeah, there's some Christians that are in name only, but let's not get caught up in that. The fact is this: God created you for a purpose, and in that purpose. The more you really, really start to own and know your purpose is when you get to know Jesus more. And for me, I didn't do a fancy prayer. I didn't do any of that. In fact, my prayer was, of course, it was a lot of screaming and all that. But I did, all I simply asked, all I said to the Lord was, my life is no longer my own. I'm done. Mm -hmm. I want all that you have for me. And it, it was as simple as that. And, um... Most of you know my story that are watching this. And and I don't hide from my past at all. But I will tell you that everything I've lost and and it's been a lot. And I know I'm 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 a white dude and I've had I was born into privilege and I know what success I knew what success was when I when I came out of my mother's womb. But I also know what epic failure is too. And I know what it's like to lose children and, and lose relationships and, and to lose money and to try to and overdose and almost die. I know those things. But I also know the freedom that comes with the Lord Jesus Christ, the relationship. Amen. And it's not about being perfect. I'm the only one in this broadcast that I, to this day, I don't think I can uh, re- recite any Bible verse. I'm in the Bible every day. I love the Lord. I love the Bible. But I'm not a biblical scholar. But that doesn't keep me from seeking him. And in seeking him is where I find out my identity and why I'm here. And when you know why you're here, it makes life way more fun. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. Dr. Ruth, Dr. Caroline, Dr. Henry, I love you guys. I This is my one of my favorite things to do. And uh, just so grateful for each of you. Thank you, audience, for watching. Please share this out with friends. Um, and also... Never mind, I put them up. So, God bless. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next Friday at 2 p.m. Central. Blessings. God bless. Bye.